This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house. house. All right, you've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how Payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. All you got to do is add your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid over $7 billion to users across all sports, and DraftKings is still the leader in daily fantasy sports. There's no better way to get in on all of the action. So now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for all the deets. And on that note, welcome to the House of Hockey podcast. This is episode 71. And yes, this is one of your hosts, Ray Ray, though I sound like I'm talking underwater. It is not intentional. I have a cold. I think just, you know, like, remember when we used to just have old fashioned colds? I'm, I'm like, yeah. pretty sure that's what's happening here. So. Hey, you know what? An old-fashioned cold is good for the soul. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I I highly disagree. I don't do cold well. (laughs) I'm very impatient, and I'm like, I have a hundred things to do. I have to talk on a podcast, and I sound like an asshole. Anyway. You sound fine. You sound great. I mean, I'd rather have a cold than any other sickness, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Introduce yourself, though. (laughs) Oh, I'm Breezy. I'm your other host. (laughs) That was awkward. I hate introducing like and that's breezy like I hate when people do that on shows that like yeah kind of it get like makes me feel yucky but yeah um <clears throat> it's been an adventure and I will have to tell you about that uh in a little bit but this episode is all about the Sellies championship Sellies, both of the ECHL Kelly Cup winning team. Uh, we're not talking to the whole team, but we're talking to a member of their team, Sean Sidlowski, who plays for the Fort Wayne Comets. So stay tuned. We're going to talk to him real quick to get an update. He was on episode, I believe, 48. We did a full in-depth interview with him about his career and everything. So go back and listen to that when you're done with this episode and then tell everybody else who we're going to hear from Breezy. Yeah, we are also having Greg Wolf, who is the in arena host for the Tampa Bay lightning. He was at all of the celebrations uh, for the Tampa Bay, obviously championship that they just won. He's popping in to uh, give us the lowdown of uh, what happened on the game day and when they won the cup and all of their celebrations, the boat parade, the whole nine yards uh, so stay tuned for Greg. He'll be popping in as well. This is our first like dual guest from different teams popping in, I guess. Yeah. And they're both, you know, part of championship winning teams. we got the Kelly Cup, the Stanley Cup champions and 
Sean is here live. I'm going to bring him in. We're going to roll him in hot live. Is that the champion? That would be him. <laughs> Congratulations. Congrats. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. We, uh, we're just rolling. We just did our little pre-episode, so we're, uh, we're live. We're recording right now. All right. Good deal. First of all, congrats. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we want to hear all about it. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Um, obviously, uh, a lot of a lot of stuff to, or I guess a lot of stuff I could potentially start with. But you know, it was just a, you know, an awesome way to end a bad year is basically what I've been telling everyone. Definitely, definitely. How was your season when it? Uh, I guess take us on a little like joy ride through your season to to get to, obviously the the championship. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously it was pretty wild one um obviously covid played a huge role in it for the majority of the season probably you know 90 percent of the season it was really uh all about the testing and um you know craziness with the travel and just not being able to do too much but um you know fortunately near the end of the season we ended up getting past our vaccination rate and you know we're allowed to do a little bit more take the masks off kind of a little bit while we were together in the locker room stuff like that so um, you know, we had some struggles to deal with, but I mean, I guess that's the way I'd look at it is we were dealing with adversity all year and, uh, you know, it was tough for anything to phase us by the end of it. So, um, you know, we just had a, a great group of guys, honestly, it was definitely the best team, you know, I've ever played on and just character wise, leadership wise, uh, you know, haven't seen a group of guys play for each other like that, uh, in my career yet. So, um, you know, hence the results, I guess. Yeah, yeah, take exactly. us to the win. I want to hear about the win. You won the Cali Cup. That's so exciting. Like, take us to the moment, like the 10-second countdown on the clock. Like, what's going through your head? Or even a minute before, or wh wherever we need to go. <laughs> yeah, us. no, I mean, because it was it was a close game at that point. You know, it was, it was only 2-1. So we were just trying to hold on and not get into overtime, obviously, something like that. So um for the last minute of the game you know i was on i was on the bench and uh you know me and uh anthony petrozelli were standing next to each other and it was it was kind of hard to contain you know our emotion because it was you know slowly counting down i think there were probably three or four whistles in the last minute um and it got all the way down to like you know 1.9 seconds with a face off of course in our zone and stuff like that so we weren't really allowed to let it out until the last second and a half um once we kind of won that face off and knew it was over and um obviously the the celebration ensued but i will say in the last minute on the bench you know i was hoping we were going to win of course so i was kind of looking around and trying to soak it all in and obviously in that arena with it being sold out for the the two uh final games it was just an awesome uh kind of image to always remember that is insane i just got like chills of you uh describing yeah. that whole thing yeah it was pretty fun <laughs> You have such um, parallels to what is happening, what happened with the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, they, well, some things, but they won at home. You won at home uh, in front of the fans after a season with, like, no fans. How was that? Like, the sound of the fans. Like, did you take a look up and see, like, the faces of the fans? Yeah, I mean, I think just me being there for eight years you know I was probably soaking it in more than most guys are at least trying to especially being my first one so I I just wanted to you know try and just like I said soak it all in and remember it and um you know I the noise was definitely a major contributor to our you know momentum during the games and the celebration of course but 
Uh, you know, I told our, our goalie, Dylan Ferguson, there's one in the final game, there's one sequence of saves he made in the second period to keep it, uh, you know, keep us up by one goal. And I just, he made, I think two or three saves and, a matter of a couple seconds. And I, I told him after we won, I go, that's the loudest by far I've ever heard this rink. Like it, it was actually, you know, you hear people say, Oh, it was deafening. Well, that's literally what it was. I couldn't hear myself talk to the guy next to me and it was crazy. So, um, you know, to have the final two games, you know, be back to full capacity was a huge thing for us. And thankfully it ended up being very special. Okay, wait, sure. who is the first player you hugged or the player that um, you were most happy to celebrate with? Obviously the whole team, but like, yeah. was there one in particular that you were like, you know, you had that like special moment with, and then who did you FaceTime or call as soon as you got your phone or text? Yeah, um, I think uh, I, <laughs> I didn't really necessarily, I think I hugged more than a few guys initially because I just went jumped right in the pile of course and then ended up on the bottom I think I was on top of Ferguson for about a minute before everyone kind of finally backed up so we were on the bottom there me and him got pretty close and uh enjoyed that together but um you know I think uh there's a couple guys you know I I've known AJ Jenks for a while so when we finally got to each other you know that was pretty cool you know we're both from Michigan grew up playing roller hockey together and stuff and you know neither of us have won a championship so um, that was pretty cool. And, um, you know, probably the, the best moment of that celebration was, uh, you know, him being the captain, getting the cup first, you know, handing it to me. So that was just a, a pretty cool experience in its own right. So, um, you know, I, I definitely shared some with multiple guys, but, um, you know, as far as uh, when I got my phone, I, I was more or less trying to, you know, I took videos, of course, of the crowd and just the atmosphere. But um, I had a couple of buddies back home that, you know, I had no idea were watching the game that ended up FaceTiming me while we were in the locker room and stuff like that. So um, they were basically the only ones that I was on my phone with because I wanted to enjoy the moment once we got in the locker room and stuff like that. So it ended up being a fun night, needless to say. For sure. Uh, any uh, fun locker room stories you can uh, share with us? Uh, yeah, like yeah, what's I, the out beverage of choice? Like what's happening? Are you wearing goggles? Like paint the picture. Oh yeah, I mean we they made sure they plastered off our whole room so we didn't ruin it. Um, because the room's pretty <laughs> new, but um, you know, of course there was a champagne and then a cooler full of Bud Lights, Coors Lights, stuff like that. And yeah, of course we we're spraying it all over the place. And especially when the cup came in, everyone was drinking out of it. And uh, probably the coolest part though about you know it's not even a crazy locker room story. It's just about the culture in Fort Wayne that how many um, uh, previous players who have ended up, you know, making their home in Fort Wayne and stuff like that. A lot of them were at the games, you know, even back to guys who played in the sixties, seventies. And um, you know, a lot of them came to the locker room afterwards and they were enjoying the celebration and stuff like that too. So uh, that was pretty cool to see. And um, then we ended up moving from the locker room down to kind of a, a little bit of a family room, I guess you'd say, where all the friends and family came in and there was, of course, more drinks and more champagne flying all over the place. So it was a pretty cool night just to be able to do it all together in the rink, not have to go anywhere and stuff like that. And, you know, we enjoyed it as a team the rest of the weekend too. That's all you can do. Did you uh, end up celebrating at home with family and, and friends as well? Uh, we haven't gotten to that yet, but, um, you know, we're hoping, you know, we don't know how it's going to work with, obviously COVID slowing everything down and if the cup's going to, you know, make it around uh, how many guys just yet, but fortunately I'm close enough to Fort Wayne that I plan on, you know, if I have to drive down and get it myself, I'll probably do that and 
hopefully spend a weekend with it and we'll do something as a family. Um, you know, cause there's a bunch of hockey guys around here and stuff like that. And a lot of support I get from friends and family in the area too, which will be nice to celebrate with them. So we'll definitely do that. Yeah, Where- a better person to have in your uh, front seat with you, huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Always wearing a seatbelt. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where did you guys as a team take the cup around locally? Um, probably the best one was, uh, I mean, we did more than a few, but the best one was probably, uh, we took it to, uh, the Fort Wayne tin caps game. They're, uh, a minor league, uh, minor league team for the Padres or in the Padres system. And, uh, we ended up taking that downtown there to one of the games. That was actually, uh, July 3rd. So right before July 4th and they had their fireworks and everything, of course, but, um, you know, just walking it in there, um, you know, we got to go on the field with it before the game, which was cool, but, um, just walking around the game, it was sold out. And, you know, how many fans asked to stop, and, you know, take pictures with it and stuff like that, just to see it. And, you know, I think we probably walked around for probably six, six innings worth in the game with the cup. So that shows you how many people actually cared to want to take a picture with it and stuff like that. So it was actually very cool to be out in the community and, you know, celebrate it with everyone. Cause of course they're passionate for the comet. So it was a very special ending to it. That's crazy. Well, congratulations again. That is, uh, that's awesome. We were super excited to have you come on. We were like, we got to get him on to talk about it. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> yeah, we got to hear. We need it. Yeah, no, of course. Everyone's been wanting to know all the crazy stories, but you know, I'm sure a few will come out, uh, at yeah. a later time, but you know, yeah. all, all I can say is that, uh, the Kelly cup had some fun too. Her and Stanley are in the same family. That's for sure. <laughs> that's great. And since we last talked, you got a dog, right? Uh, yes, that was probably after we talked. Yes. Okay. So when you came home 48 hours of no sleep of partying with the, with a cup and winning, mm-hmm. what did yep. you tell your dog? Like, I'm I had to convince her it was me at first. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I told her she could address me as champ from here on out, but, um, no, I just, that was, uh, the funniest part. Cause I, had, um, you know, I probably had her for about a month and a half um once I got her but then we were going on the road at the end of the season like out to Utah and just on a couple trips and then we didn't know where we were playing in playoffs yet so I just knew we weren't going to be home very much and fortunately family lives close enough that I could bring her home and I brought her back to my mom's house and uh my mom was looking after her and um right when I got back I came in the back gate and of course expected her to jump all over me and stuff like that but she almost she backing away and barking at me didn't know who I was for eh, probably about 20 seconds, but the second she got a little closer, then it was full attack mode. And she's been, you know, attached to the hip again since. So it's going good. That's all you can hope for. Dogs are, her uh, blinged out collar or something. Yeah. You might yeah. have to give her the middle name of Kelly or something. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> like return to Kelly cup champions 2021 on our call. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well that's awesome i'm so glad you got a season first of all um the whole league of course and then Mm -hmm. to win it and this is the first win for the franchise right uh in the echl it is yes oh right 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 yeah so what were the owners and everybody like just ecstatic like you're you're gonna have a banner like even next season is gonna be just insane when you start yeah no of course and those um it's funny because uh, I think this is the this would make the seventh championship since 
the Frankies bought the team uh, back in the seventies, I believe, and or eighties, I forget when, but um, uh, <laughs> it was funny before our, uh, our first game at home in the finals, um, Dave Franke, who's you know, our most involved GM as far as coming to the locker room and, you know, the players and stuff like that. And um, he walked in the locker room and had a little pregame speech after morning skate. And I, I told guys I knew he was going to do it too because he loves to show them, but he came in and had all six rings on his hands. I, t- I told guys, I go, he's going to Tom Brady us. Just watch. And no one really knew what that meant. But the second it came in, I was looking around and I got a bunch, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he came in walking around with all six rings on and went, walked, showed it to everybody, walked through all the stalls, showed it to everybody. So he'll be very happy to have a seventh. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. What are those <laughs> pictures behind you? Are those oh, you? Yeah, I'm actually, um, I'm back in Michigan visiting family. So this is my mom's wall of Sean. <laughs> so I'm not going to get any closer because a couple of those pictures aren't uh, too flattering. I don't think anybody's um, like middle school, high school years are all that flattering. Anyway. No, she did. Uh, actually, this one right here, right above me, she did let me wear this shirt in sixth grade, but she made sure to crop it out in the frame. But it was a golf shirt and it said, when I die, make sure to bury my balls next to my bag. <laughs> I actually couldn't believe she let me wear that. Sixth grade. So you got a good mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she lets me get away with probably a little bit more than I should. Nice, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, congrats. Congrats to the team. Yeah. We hope you get a, a day with the cup and get to bring it around to, to family and friends and people you've, you know, spent your career with. So congrats, yeah. Sean. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys having me and uh, obviously hope you guys enjoy the rest of your summer too. Short off season at least. So won't be off work for long. Special thanks to Sean for taking some time out to chat with us again and tell us about winning. So thank you, Sean. Yeah. And congrats to all the boys on the comments. And hopefully we'll get some off the record stories from him in some time. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to uh, see a picture with him with a cup and uh, maybe a ring on his finger here in the, the near future. We'll have to keep an eye out and repost that for him. Exactly. And speaking of champions, let's roll right into hearing from our other friend of the podcast, Greg Wolf, the Tampa Bay Lightning's in arena host. Okay, I'm going to try to play this. So I asked Sean, um, Sean, I asked Greg to send us an audio file and, and, and just like give us all the details. And I did not listen to it. Neither because- one of us have have listened to it and the reason why we had him do an audio file was because you can imagine his schedule is jam-packed so he was just gonna you know give us a quick little rundown of everything that was happening uh in between his crazy schedules so we decided to uh save the recording for our live reactions here what is going on, House of Hockey Podcast? It is your buddy Greg Wolf checking in from Tampa, Florida. And if I sound a little nasally today, it's because there was quite a spectacle yesterday here in Tampa, Florida with our champions celebration for our back-to-back Tampa Bay Lightning Stanley Cup champions. 
And what was an epic boat parade turned into an absolute shit show. Hope I'm allowed to say that because that's exactly what it was as a vicious thunderstorm rolled through our celebration in the park, which is only ironic because it was thundering and lightning, not too much lightning, but a lot of thunder, a lot of wind, a lot of rain, completely destroyed our set on the stage. But in true, awesome hockey player fashion, our drunken, <laughs> our drunken squad of misfits uh, took to the stage, brought the cup with them, Mr. Vinick, the whole nine. They were doing belly slides on the stage and the pouring down rain, just complete pandemonium, you know, spraying beer on everybody. And our fans absolutely loved every minute of it. Did not matter if it was an absolute hurricane in the park. They enjoyed every single waking minute of it. And it was nerve wracking for us, obviously trying to put on a show. And uh, a hurricane blows through the middle of it and blows all the podiums down. The staging was getting uh, wrecked. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. But again, I think it's a little ironic that uh, it thundered and lightened all the way through our ceremony. And basically they had to cut it short. So uh, I'm a little under the weather today, but again, every single moment of this run was worth every second uh, of this feeling today. Um, what a remarkable run from our boys when people thought that we weren't going to necessarily get past Carolina or get past Florida or get past the Islanders. But we did that and absolutely made a mockery of Montreal Canadiens. And uh, Kucherov, again, with the postgame presser, number one bullshit uh, about uh, Vazzy and how the league and the voters treated him with no Vesna again this year, last year. I mean, come on, doesn't matter at the end of the day. We've got back-to-back Stanley Cups. So uh, that's, you know, all I really got for you guys. I mean, again, the run was amazing. Our fans were amazing. The the celebrities that we had with us this season to fire us up. I made a post uh, on my socials. You guys can see just a, a, a screenshot of the many celebrities we had from John Travolta, Brett Michaels, a lot of the Buccaneers, um, I, I don't know. There was just too many to name, but uh, it was just a really, really remarkable season. And I'm so thankful to have been a part of another one back to back and can't wait to go for the three Pete next season, which believe it or not for us starts in just a few weeks. I mean, literally September is preseason, so we're not that far away. So uh, I look forward to catching up with you guys again soon. I appreciate you guys having me on this season and uh, nothing else to really say, but go Bolts! <laughs> how perfect was that that was awesome insane well they didn't need the uh the lightning during their thunderstorm because they obviously brought the lightning in true passion uh, so but ding but uh super awesome to hear from greg uh we appreciate the update from uh the next day because he obviously is uh was a little preoccupied with the uh changing the weather. <laughs> yeah. And really busy, you know, hosting and doing his job. So thank you so much for taking the time to just shoot us a message and report back to all of you listeners, what is going on and <laughs> what it, the experience was like. I mean, I can only imagine he's still processing 
you know, the whole thing, just like Sean, it's like, that takes days to process that kind of emotion and feeling and excitement. And, you know, Greg's getting a second ring. He just got his first ring. Like how exciting for him. That is super exciting. And speaking of emotions, while I was listening, listening to Greg talk, I just got a notification on my phone. Ryan Ellis of the Nashville Predators was just traded to the Philadelphia Flyers for Nolan Patrick. Yeah. It's a little little crazy. How do you feel about that? Your Preds are being pulled apart, just like my my Blackhawks. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, You know, Ellis... He's a great player. He he brought a lot to the team. I think it's I think it was needed though. Unfortunately, bringing Nolan Patrick in is going to be huge. But again, I just I just read this. I it just came on my phone in the last like forty five seconds. So I'm still processing myself. I don't even know what to think. Nolan Patrick's a great player. Uh, this is crazy. And then Pekka Rene retired. Pekka, yeah, Pekka retired. Seasons. What a career. What a career, but you know what I, I got to say, I, you know, you can kind of smell it coming. Uh, UC Saros has done a phenomenal job. He basically mm-hmm. was the number one goalie this past season. Uh, Pekka kind of, you know, went out in his last game. He had a shutout. He uh, was able to salute the fans. He was a, a free agent after, you know, this year. And so he, I think he made the right decision for himself and for his body. Although he did, he did a, a little interview, uh, where it was the players tribute tribune what is that thing called yeah players tribune yes and uh he said that he thinks he has a little bit more gas in the tank but you know he was injured you know quite a bit i want to say it was back in like 2014 or 15 i didn't he have like a like a hip infection or something sounds familiar yeah yeah i'm pretty sure that was uh it was a few years ago, but, uh, you know, I, I think Pekka's done a, a great job for, for the community and for, for the team and for the city of Nashville, but uh, super sad to see him go. He had a great run. I wish he could have gotten a cup, but uh, on the bright side, he is going to stay in Nashville. He's going to continue his community work and he's going to be uh, in the building often. So that's all you can hope for. He's a, he's a legend on the ice for the Preds and he's going to be even more of a legend off the ice for the Preds. So congrats to him on his retirement. You think future Hall of Famer? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was even yeah. thinking maybe uh, potentially uh, could work for the Preds, whether it was a uh, you know, future goalie coach uh, or even, you know, maybe, maybe up there in the, uh, the coaching staff. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. He's definitely going to be a hall of famer though. Uh, and he's definitely going to get his, uh, his number up in the rafters. That's for sure. Yeah. Number speaking of numbers up in the rafters and future hall of famers, Duncan Keith, as we talked about, uh, last week, it's official. He got traded to the Edmonton Oilers for Caleb Jones and a conditional third round pick for 2022. It happened. I mean, like I said, I processed this, that like our team is winding down. The veterans are like, there are no veterans left. (laughs) Just Kate and Taze. And I don't think you could call them veterans yet, but uh I'm glad we got a defenseman. We need a, def- a defenseman. So I'm excited that at least they made a trade in that respect because, you know, without Keith, 
that defense is just in shambles. Our leadership is, you know, is we've got some challenging leadership and lack of coaching um, ability, in my opinion, on the Blackhawks. But I hope Keith is happy there. He said that he went uh, to be closer to his his son. And, and I don't know. I mean, of course, people are saying, oh, he's so old, da, 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 da. But Keith has, he is a machine and he is in such great physical shape that he could play for another couple of years because he takes his health um, and his physical body so uh, seriously to make it a, a performing machine. So wish him all the best. And then Breezy, before we started, sent me this creepy, hilarious photo of <laughs> McGee's, McDe- McKeith. What did you call it? Uh, they're saying it's uh, the true McJesus. and it's Duncan it, uh... Keith and and Connor McDavid's face together with the hair it's kind of creepy but it really does look like Jesus it does it does I do have one comment to make though um if Caleb Jones is even a half of what his brother is uh the block box are in great shape uh got the same bloodline as Seth Jones obviously uh I think it was a I think it was a good pickup for the block the block hawks (laughs) the black hawks sorry I can't talk today. Okay. Um, I mean, you got a, a young, you know, group of guys coming up uh, yeah. being, you know, led by uh, Taze and, uh, and Kane. So I think it's a, I think it was a good pickup. Yeah, it was. And, and it's then... still young. I mean, there's still a lot of players to be moving here in the next couple yeah. weeks. So I think, uh, I think the Blackhawks are making pretty good moves. Yeah. I think it was a good move. I feel like I have to sneeze. Um, this isn't going to be pretty. <laughs> no, almost. You had like a, tra- you had like a traditional cheese. The, uh, uh, uh. Um, uh, there was rumors that Seth Jones will also become a Blackhawk as well. So that would be super cool to have the brothers. Um, I think that could bring some good team energy that, that the team needs, but yeah, we'll see about that. I don't know There's what his contract of... is and I didn't do any research to like verify that claim, but yeah, you know. they were also saying that, uh, Ryan Suter could become a Blackhawk, which would be that veteran defenseman that you, uh, you definitely want on your team. So we'll see. It's like, why do, why are they bringing in these? these older guys like stop spending money on that if that's not what you believe in you know just keep the Kane and Tays contract sorry I'm like totally <laughs> wiping my nose and talking this is real freaking life guys um no days off so <laughs> the, it's uh <coughs> I think that's silly you know like stop spending money on on people like that and getting locked into any more bad contracts you know if you're gonna make it young and you're gonna bring in all these european players then just do that and right. stop freaking like messing around with all that other stuff so yeah thought on that and is your thought on that and <sighs> i have one final thought i will touch on the kings a little bit here yeah um the kings i uh they have a new season ticket membership called the diehard season ticket membership and i inquired about it and i've been talking back and forth with this rep a little bit and uh i'm not sure if it was i'm sure because he told me just a regular civilian whatever i guess uh but he has heard that the kings are planning on signing a huge big talent 
So in the next upcoming weeks, who knows who the Kings could be getting. So we'll see a what happens. Huge big talent. Who do huge, you think? Big ta- we have to look at the free agent list. Gotta look at the free agent list. Uh, and you, I mean. Or unrestricted free agent. Well, it could be a restricted, right. but. Yeah, it could. So apparently that's the talks on the street. Who do you um, think it is? I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, you got to think Landis Fogg doesn't have really a contract going on. He's bound to determine that he's going to put on the abs jersey. Is he a good fit for the Kings? I don't think so. Uh, But I mean, there could be a lot going on. Could we be getting a Ryan Suter? I don't know. I don't think the Kings want to go that route. You already got Drew Doughty, uh, who could be that, that veteran on that side of things. I really, I really don't know. There's a lot that could be going on. Just be on the lookout. Bolo. You gotta, yeah, gotta look on. Yeah, we'll see. So it could be on free agency day on July 28th. It could be a couple days after, a week after, who knows. But uh, there's big talent coming up. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I should have even said that. But you know what? If they told me, then I could tell anybody, right? Yes. <laughs> That's public information if they're telling you that. If they didn't say off the record, yeah, you can repeat it. And that's yeah. the rule I follow. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't say off the record. Uh, but interesting. Very exciting thing, very exciting things coming up here uh, in the next few weeks. And I'm super excited. It's sad to see teams being rebuilt and whatnot. Yeah. But I'm excited to see uh, the expansion draft with Seattle to see who ends up there. And I'm excited to see what other teams pick up. It's very, it's a very exciting time, actually. It is actually, this is a really good postseason. It's a little bit better than most, you know, we've still got action. We still got things to talk about. We got players going everywhere. And then, I mean, pretty soon we're literally going to be back in, in season and a regular full, full game. Yeah. Full 82 game season, which is great. Um, and what I'm, I like most too yeah. is sorry to me to cut you no, off. No, cut me off. You have teams that are breaking up their core mm-hmm. and getting them other places. So, like, you pretty much are going to have. I mean, could there be a Malkin that doesn't want to be in Pittsburgh anymore and come to the Kings? I mean, you have, you can figure that there's so much that is on the line and that could be up for grabs. And teams that are struggling could be going and grabbing. And I, but the thing for me is Vegas. I feel like they have so much money and so much cap space. Like, you know, when you play like NHL, like 21 and you could select like the all-star team, I feel like Vegas just makes themselves have like an all-star team. Yeah. <laughs> it's just my personal opinion. Maybe, I don't know, but I'm just like, how do you have all of these like top, like of the line, you got your forwards, your defensemen, you got the two great goalies, you got, I mean, how much talent can you possibly have and how much cap space do you have to pay all of these guys? It's insane. It's It's Vegas. They know what they're doing with the money and odds and all that kind of stuff. I don't question it. I don't question it. Mafia, whatever. I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't ask questions when I'm in Vegas. Don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. Just make it happen. That's all I got on the, on the hockey stuff. My internet connection is unstable. How is that possible? I bought all the tools. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. Okay. You're good. It, it lies. Um, I have to tell you about my very good, horrible, no good, very bad week that I had. <laughs> that was not right. But there's a book called that of some sort. 
in okay. some capacity. I um, was out of town for work, traveled in, had no issue, uh, worked for a couple days, did I did like a lot of interviews, but I'm used to doing a lot of interviews. My voice started going. I had like a scratchy throat. I had a sore throat, but everything else, like I felt fine. So I'm like Googling how to do vocal strain exercises. Cause I think I have like strained my voice. I'm like in the hotel with my thumb and go like, uh, like trying to sing, <laughs> like do things. I don't know. It's not working. We get done early, so I catch a flight out early because I'm like, great, I don't have to stay another night. Get on the first flight, get to Charlotte. They canceled my flight at 10.30 p.m. after a full day of working. The earliest I could get back was Friday. So I had to stay in Charlotte for two nights at a hotel without a voucher because airlines claimed it's weather when there really is just a pilot shortage. It has nothing to do with weather. And I was stuck in Charlotte. So I get I go on at hotels.com. I'm like, I don't know anybody in Charlotte. So I like pull up the, ho- the hotel thing. I take a hotel to the middle of nowhere, the hotel, everything's closed inside still because of COVID. So they don't have a full restaurant. Nothing is open around. I can't walk anywhere to get anything. I go to bed. I wake up the next morning and this sickness is happening. So now I'm stranded in Charlotte at a hotel in the middle of nowhere by myself, sick. And I'm like, this is the worst. What the hell? I had messaged other friends of the podcast, um, Joe Cangelosi, uh, who lives in Winston-Salem, because I thought that was close to Charlotte or where Uh they live and play. And so when I was feeling fine the night before, I was like, hey, I'm stuck in Charlotte. Like, are you around? Like, what should I do? Like, let's get together. (laughs) Like, I'm going to be so bored. And at like two o'clock in the afternoon, the next day, when I finally woke up, I was like, I'm dying I can't, I cannot come. I'm sick. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so I almost had a really good story of seeing friends almost. of the show. Um, but that didn't happen. I know a lot of people are going through this. If they're, tra- if you're traveling, here's my number one piece of advice. Fly early in the morning. The later you fly at night, the odds of your flight getting canceled go up exponentially. Don't believe the BS that you see on the flight tracker sites. Fly in the morning. If you're trying to get somewhere, fly in the morning. Get up, suck it up, and and get out. But if you try to fly in the evening, you're going to risk being stuck in the middle of nowhere on a layover. What's happening in your world? Anything one thing, I am going to Nashville in uh, a few weeks. Well, I guess it'd be the end of September. Uh, that's super exciting. And I've been waiting and waiting and waiting because if you have not gone to the Grand Ole Opry, it actually is super fun. I know Who's Friday night. performing? Well, this is the thing. The weekend that we're there is the Grand Ole Birthday Bash. It is the 96th year. So the previous year, there was like Garth Brooks, Trisha Yearwood, Casey Musgraves, uh, all these people like just show up 
for the, the grand old birthday bash, you wow. know, so you could see a Carrie Underwood <gasps> could show up. Uh, you could have a Reba show up. You could have a Morgan Wallen or a Luke Combs that could show up. A Miranda Lambert could oh. show up. I mean, who knows who could show up? Uh, so I'm super, super, super excited. Hopefully we get to see some some pretty cool people. I'm hoping that a Luke Combs will show up. Uh, Carrie would be awesome to see. Maybe we could see a, uh, a Roman Yossi wandering the streets with this little baby. Hey, we got friends. We got friends in Nashville that you're going to have to message and say, hey, yeah. hey, hey. Yeah. But if, uh, Dustin, Colby, let's do it. Yeah, you got to You got to check in with our boys, the friends of the pod. Stand by for news. Lots of hockey's to be happening hockey news not playing will be occurring in the next few days so be on the lookout bolo (laughs) so my aunt said what's bolo be on the lookout that's what that means that's a bolo never heard of that before but i I, you could make it a thing uh, i think it's a news thing thing. it's a news thing it's a news thing they send out a bolo alert be on the lookout like for missing people or a homicide suspect you know Mm. same thing like an elderly person you know bolo the bolo alert it just kind of sounds like something that you have for dinner time in the south it does bolo bolo Bolo. you having that bolo for dinner tonight (laughs) (laughs) sorry are you having that bolo for supper exactly you fix it to make that bolo for supper (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. On that note. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.